Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Come on. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Rondo has the ball in his hands. Cousins pops out. They're looking for DeMarcus. Have to go to Rudy. Rudy now drives it right. Pulls up to win it. And he does. Now, the Jazz don't have a timeout. They've got to go the length of the floor. Desperate heave for the win. Off the top of the backboard. No good from deep backcourt. And Sacramento dodges the bullet. Gasol turns the basket. Rejected by Whiteside again. And that's 12. And that's the ball game. What a way to end. The Final score, Miami 96, the Bulls 84, and he is officially a blocking machine, Hassan Whiteside. And now he's going to play for the Utah Jazz, Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside. Is that good for what ails you, PK? Is that good for what ails the Jazz bench? Because nothing ails me. Uh, Is that good for what ails the Jazz bench? Remains to be seen, you know, because sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. Jeff Green wasn't a hit. Joe Johnson was a massive hit. So I don't know that you can just say somebody is this or that when they're coming in and they're a little older. Now, he's only, what, 31, 32? Speaking of Whiteside, uh, Rudy Gay's a little older. Uh, Sort of fell off the map last season after uh, averaging in double figures in points and rebounds for several years. Six years in a row. And last year with Sacramento, I wasn't following it. I'm not sure what was going on there. Only played in 36 games. Uh, But if he can regain form that he'd had before, you know, he had a year in which he averaged 14 boards in the league. That would be huge. Yeah. Not that long ago. I think he's like 26, 27 years old. Is he going to provide the rim protection? At his best, yes. Yes, without question, at his best. Question is what went sideways in Sacramento, and can he get it back? You're a Sacramento guy, so (laughs) what are your people telling you? Don't, have not talked to the Sacramento people. Most of the Sacramento people have moved on. Irregardless. Irregardless. I like your Elvis look this morning with the slick back wet hair. Yeah. One for the money. It's a little bit different look. No, don't do that. Come on. There, it's over. No. It's over. <laughs> I make him so sensitive. <laughs> Salt Lake City Summer League debuts. The Grizzlies smashing the Utah Jazz blue team, 104-65. The Jazz white team, which has most of the guys who were on the NBA roster last year. Stacked. Be- yep. Let's just call them Alabama. <laughs> Coached by Nick Saban. <laughs> Jazz white team. Beat the Spurs, 87-58. to Trent Forrest led the way with 19 points and 7 assists. Uh, you called a game. I mean, you are so wildly talented. We could have you do anything and everything. I mean, you're just that. I can see why you win the freaking award twice a year, not just every year. But I was thinking, man, you saw... Sco- well, you do this, I'm going to fix my hair. You saw more scoring last night than you'll see in a thousand years of calling soccer games. <laughs> <laughs> the, let's see, the two Jazz teams combined for 152 points. They gave up 162 points combined. That would be a lot of goals. As a Buike, can he defend the pick and roll? Don't know that we're going to get that question answered. But he can catch alley oops and dunk all day long. And well, he had we already a, knew that. Actually. I know, right? And he had a spectacular one. That pass was way behind him. He just caught oh, it. Oh, that pass? Home. Yeah, I remember that pass. Tonight, Spurs and the Jazz Blue team at 5 o'clock. Memphis Grizzlies, Utah Jazz White team at 7 o'clock. That looks like the best game of the three days. So, the 7 o'clock is the one with all the Jazz reserves? No, with the Jazz starters. Well, yes, the Jazz reserves say, will be wow, starting. Donovan Mitchell tonight. Oh, no, no, sweet. sweet spider! Yes, the, the Jazz guys who are the end of the bench. Where's Ju- Rudy? Juwan Morgan. I oh, know where he is. <laughs> As a buike, Forrest. For 12 bucks, I'll come down and watch Mitchell. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Conley, is he back? (laughs) Yes. And the Grizzlies team 
has nine guys. It's I think five who are on the Memphis roster and four who played for their G League team, and they clearly had played together. And the Jazz guys were playing their first game together, and they got run off the court. So this should be the best game tonight at seven o'clock. I would think the Jazz white team will smash Azubuke, Bryant, uh, Morgan, uh, Howard. Those guys, Forrest, they'll they play at seven. They play at seven o'clock tonight. Yes. If there's one game to watch out of the six, it would be the game at 7 o'clock tonight. It's on KJS 14. It's on NBA TV. And you can listen on The Zone. Scotty G will have the call. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. The Lakers keep making moves. Carmelo Anthony. Goodbye, Portland. Hello, LA. They're also adding Kendrick Nunn. And the retaining... Taylor and Orton Tucker on a three-year deal. The rare Laker guy will be staying put in a offseason full of roster change. Yeah, I told you during the season last year that they liked this kid and they didn't want to include him in any deals because they thought something was there. He's still very, very young. I mean, he was 20 last year, if I remember correctly. So, But they do like him, so that's not a surprise there. As far as that goes, I anticipated that. Uh, I like the Malik Monk thing. You know, he's only 22 years of age. Uh, who knows? There's, there could be something there. Uh, maybe not. I'm not I, I don't know specifically. I can't guarantee it. But, you know, playing with Charlotte a little bit there uh, in his first four years, came in the league at 19. Uh, scoring average has increased literally every a single season, so he'll be going into his fifth season there. So, did shoot in uh, somewhat limited. He only played uh, 50, 42 games, I think it was. I looked it up yesterday when I saw that uh, uh, last season. Uh, 40%. He took a massive jump from three the prior year, which was a funky year, obviously, with the stop, the start, and the stop. He shot 28%. And then last year, uh, increasing his attempts from three, three and a half to about five, he shot 40%. So, so presumably he yeah. used all that downtime to get up a lot of shots and became a better three pointer. And only twenty two. Uh, the forty percent was on how many shots? How many three pointers attempted? The average about five. About five. Yeah. All right. So nothing fluky. That's a pretty good sample size. Then. Well, yeah, he only played in forty two games though. Right. But still, that's about two hundred three pointers. So it's still a pretty good sample size. The other guys, I think you pretty well know what you're getting very much veteran guys obviously we talked about that yesterday uh, so uh, Monk might be somebody who could maybe provide a little bit more than, than we anticipate maybe not and of course the reason why I like him and followed him because he's one of my guys he was born in Jonesboro Arkansas <laughs> you have so many guys <laughs> I was sure you are going to say Jersey <laughs> and then you go Jonesboro Arkansas but if he'd born in Phoenix he'd be your guy and Michigan, he'd be your guy. If he was from the South Bay, like... Well, I mean, you had your all-American little Walton family. You all were within two miles of each other. I move around, you know? Well, 20 miles, but I get your point. So, I take away a zero. What do you got? You got two. You know, it's the same thing. So, I mean, I... I, I I got people, you know, and, and I, 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 I don't... I'm a gypsy, man. I don't really just settle down. Steph Curry and the Warriors agree to a four-year, $215 million extension. That makes him the first NBA player to sign not one, but two. 200 million plus deals in his career. Now, that's the LeBron thing I would like. Not one, not two, not three, <laughs> but four $200 million deals. That beats the heck out of any charming ship ring I could get. I'll take a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich. I'll take a $200 million deal and a $200 million deal. Yeah, in addition to all the other money he's making because he's a, a well-known dude to be able to advertise as he is doing. San Antonio Spurs working on a sign-in trade to send DeMar DeRozan to the Bulls. DeRozan expected to sign a three-year $85 million contract as part of the deal. While the Spurs will, Spurs will acquire Ford's Thaddeus Young and Alfaro Camino in addition to a future first-round pick. Spurs are really just going to have to tear it down. You have to do what I the mean, Jazz doing. Tear it all the way down to the ground. In my mind, this is part of the process. This is what they're doing. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag NFL. So yesterday we're telling you about Carson Wentz and he needs surgery on his foot. He had a broken bone come loose when he was rolling out. Now we're told the Colts all-pro offensive guard Quentin Nelson will undergo the same surgical procedure. Nelson also expected to be out 5 to 12 weeks. An odd combination. A pretty big window there. Maybe he's back for the start of the season. Maybe it's more like midseason. Well, I'm really starting to lose interest in following the Colts. (laughs) Philip Rivers, who retired in January after one season with the Colts, following 16 years with the Chargers, told the Times he's staying in shape in case the situation presents itself for a late-season stint in the NFL. I'm just going to stay ready. I want to make sure I'm very clear. I'm not predicting I will play in December, January, for that matter. One, you got to have somebody who wants you, and two, it's got to be right. But I have not completely ruled that out. Okay. Emergency yep. relief I mean, quarterback, Philip Rivers. You literally never know in this case. Smart thing if that's what he wants. Vikings released cornerback Jeff Gladney after he was indicted by a Texas grand jury in a charge of felony assault against a woman with whom he was previously in a relationship. Gladney, who's 24, was a first-round draft pick out of TCU, started 15 games for the Vikings as a rookie last year. The Vikings let him go. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. What's your athletic budget? It's over $200 million. It's probably 220 225 in that range. Where does that put you in the U.S.? Uh, depending on the, how you count, probably first. That's without a winning football team of late. It's in, in, spite, of our, in spite of our football team. We, we've been winning, just not like we like to win. Three and seven against the Horned Frogs. Um, <laughs> so um, maybe your fan base would rather lose to Alabama than TCU. So That's Texas President Jay Hartzell. And a Texas legislator taking shots over the Longhorns' record. While Texas and Oklahoma count the days until they're in the SEC, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby meeting with new Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyavkov to discuss options for both leagues, a potential strategic partnership or scheduling alliance after Texas and Oklahoma's departure from the Big 12. Bowlesby told reporters the two met for six hours and discussed things that are of mutual interest we talked about a lot of different things, but none of which I'm prepared to share with anybody. PK, you up for some kind of merger, partnership, no. scheduling, alliance? No. Pac-12 brings too much to the table. The remaining eight don't bring enough to the table. The number one thing that they bring is the time zone. So I don't want all eight of them. That doesn't make any sense to me. You're trying to get the whole thing as to what can give you the most money. So two teams or four teams that can kick off in that early TV time slot that the Pac-12 has to kind of contort itself to wedge itself into. Well, early meaning all day, not just right 10 in the morning. Well, we're 11 in the morning our time, but literally all the entire Saturday itself. You know, six o'clock there is five here for where most of the conference resides, you know, whatever it might be. So, yeah, I can see potentially that. Matt Wells, I saw him was out, he was out running around uh, talking about his program and his institution and that. Now, because now you got to turn in, and you're a, you're a coach, you're already somewhat of a combination of car salesman, politician, all these things, because you're selling, and now you have to sell even more, because suddenly you find yourself out without your two foundations and Texas and going 12 what's the difference I mean they're not necessarily bringing in teams to to beat Alabama so that gal who has a connection to TCU good for her but you're stuck and we're not so if I would have been that Texas president I would have had like 42 comebacks right there ready to go in her face but that's me so take your seven and three and good luck to that one. Because <laughs> we're going here. And where are you going again? You Not really clear. Yeah. But the possible answer could be nowhere. And so good for you on your wins. But what did that get you? Yeah, he probably bit his tongue because the Texas State Legislature probably has some say over the University of Texas budget. So as much fun as it would have been to go at her. Oh, I would have. <laughs> you would have. Oh, if you. I backed into a corner, that's the only way I know how to respond. Yeah, you come out swinging. Yeah. <laughs> if you put me in there, 
you're going to pay. The Ohio Valley Conference has sued Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville State, contending they have not paid $1 million exit fees after both schools left the league for the Atlantic Sun Conference. That's Texas and Oklahoma on a very small level. How much money are they going to have to pay? How soon are they going to leave? And how much of the TV deal is going to be left? That's all to be negotiated and or fought over. This is a similar thing on a much smaller level. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Well, PK, there's a pretty good race going on in the American League East where the Tampa Bay Rays are one game in front of the Boston Red Sox, but the Rays are losing Tyler Glasnow. Tommy John surgery. He'll be out for the remainder of the year and probably into a good chunk of next year as well. And the Rays, regardless of whether it's a wild card or if they win the division, uh, you want you need the ace. You want the ace for the postseason when two or three starting pitchers can carry you. And now the Rays don't have their guy. Yeah, but these are the Rays. They've got like three guys who throw 98 that we never even heard of somewhere in the organization. They'll just magically pull it off anyway. Who heard of Tyler Glasgow? You had no idea who he was no. until last year. The Angels continue to play 500 ball. When do they get Mike Trout back? Had a calf strain. It's going to be out six to eight weeks. But that was 11 weeks ago, and his return has been pushed back again. 67 games missed and counting. The calf bones connected to the Achilles. Well, you know how the song goes. Not exactly. But is it really a calf strain? You've got good sources in L.A. Did they tell you anything about that? Uh, I don't have any sources with the Angels uh, anymore, but uh, I look for him to be out 5 to 12 weeks. <laughs> okay, he's a Minnesota nice. Viking. Well done. He's <laughs> an Indianapolis Colts. Colts, Colt, sorry. Vikings waved their guy. 11 weeks. You got one week to go in that window. No, another going forward. Five oh, to so it's an additional 5 to 12. Okay. What do we got left in the season now? Down to eight weeks? Just uh, just about, yeah. A little bit maybe under. Seven and a half. Well, there's some good races. The Rays a game up on the Red Sox. The Mets a game and a half up on the Phillies. The Giants. Three and a half on the Dodgers and six on the Padres. The Padres beat the Athletics 8-1. to one. The Astros shut out the Dodgers 3 to nothing. And the Giants, they just keep rolling along. It's it seems lost. like it's been three to six games on that lead now for a really long time. And they got beat by your Diamondbacks 3-1, to one, but still have a little bit of a cushion. Madison Bumgarner beating his old club. Bees lost the season finale 5-2 to two to the Albuquerque Isotopes. The Bees will open a series in Las Vegas against the Aviators tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Adele had a big game, got called up. What are we going, 3-4 for four for the Angels coming from Salt Lake yesterday? We had at least two hits. I think he had three. I believe you got our credit. Yeah. Three, three or four. And the Isotopes, man. We'll, we'll see you next year. We'll remember this. <laughs> Mark it on the calendar. If it's the series season finale. Or do we get them we get them later? They're running out of time. They're down to a month. Yeah. It wraps up around Labor Day. Thanks. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL in LA to play the Galaxy tonight. RSL coming off of back-to-back shutouts. Can they get another one? Can they beat the Galaxy? Or sitting in front of them in the playoff race, the, Gal- the RSL right on the playoff line sitting in 7th place. Galaxy has stayed in the top four against all odds. They score a lot of goals. but they All odds? Every too. single odd? Against all odds. Wow, man. Chicharito, after a terrible year out of the middle of nowhere. He's back, baby. It's on KMYU tonight, 8.30, the KSL TV app or ESPN+. Plus. Three games in eight days. They'll be in Portland on the weekend. What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning, Darnell Dixon, BYU football columnist for the Daily Herald, will join us at 8 o'clock to talk Cougar football as they get ready to open their camp. And David Smoke, host of 
Sikkim 365 Radio in Waco, Texas, and 365 and Sikkim365.com covering Baylor and the Big 12. We'll talk to him about what the commissioners could have been discussing and where the Big 12 schools are going to go from here without Oklahoma and Texas. He is coming up at 9.05 right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON on your home of the the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought you a part by SNS Roofing. SNS Roofing is your locally owned roof repair expert. For a free quote and for all your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing. Question of the day, rampant speculation as the Warriors wanting to trade for Joe Ingles. How could we live without Joe on our team? Can live if living is without Joe. <laughs> I can live. Seeing him leave would be a major blow. I can live. That was some of your better work. You're emotionally committed to those lyrics. Good work. To Joe? We all are. <laughs> Jim, he's the glue. He keeps it real. Keeps the stars from taking themselves too seriously. Jim enjoys Joe and the entertainment factor. Doesn't want him gone. There's never been a player of his caliber who's connected to this team and to this city and to this state like Joe Ingles. And then you throw in the fact that he's a foreigner. And it's mitigated somewhat since his native language is the same. But it is really just amazing. We've discussed it for years. And also, too, if you get past that, which I think jazz management, then it's a tough position because they understand his connection to the community. And very much so, they get it. And it's important to them to have guys represent their organization in the way that Joe Ingles has done it. But at the same time, they're also charged with trying to improve the ball club at every and any chance they get. So you have to, it's somewhat of a line you have to straddle. And they know that, obviously. Uh, But at the same time, you know, you have to divorce yourself as much as you can from the other stuff. But I think in Joe's case, it makes it even harder because how many guys really, I don't want to play him up to be, you know, a Hall of Fame superstar player because he's not that. But nevertheless, how many guys can do all the things that he can do? There's not that many guys in the league. And he said it himself. He felt like one of the reasons as he was trying to break to the NBA is that he was pretty good at everything, but not necessarily great at anything. And he's even he's literally said that. I think that's pretty good yeah. analysis of the way he plays. I mean, I think that's spot on. He's gotten better. The thing is, is he's gotten better at a lot of things. So now he's above average in a lot of things as the, he's improved. His improvement point, in the league has been right. so impressive. The three-point shooting he has become a lead at. And that has bought him a home with this franchise. I mean, I'm not speaking literally. I'm talking about uh, his place on the team in the rotation and how important he is. And there was rumors that the the Warriors, that's what I saw yesterday, the Warriors were interested in acquiring Joe. What would they be willing to give up? You know, a package of players, obviously, uh, and including this first-round draft choice, this Moody kid that they, they took with, uh, I think, the 14th pick, was it? And so uh, possibly you can get some players back. And I get why the Warriors would want him. I mean, it would make sense that they would want him for sure, yeah. But I just don't know that you can replace what he brings without getting a star. I mean, an all-star caliber player. Are there, within the realm of role players, are there many role players in the league who can do and bring for a team and to a team what he does? I just don't think that there are. And we're, we're somewhat biased because it's like Gobert. You know, he, Joe's one of these guys that 
whatever the box score says, he he contributes beyond that. And in order to appreciate his value, you got to do like we do, like our fans do, of watching the team 95% of the games that they play. So there might be guys out there, but I'm not studying them the way I study the Jazz. And that is why a lot of times fans and local media will overvalue the players who are playing in front of them every night on the local team. Agreed. And undervalue guys who might be fulfilling a similar role, but for a team you don't watch as closely. And if you try to trade Joe for someone like for like, the same kind of skill set, it's never going to measure up. But those guys at their level, the Jay-Zs of the world, and all of the people that work in the organization, they do that. They have to. They're good at it. So they have an intimate knowledge of many, many players. We have knowledge of the stars. We see some of the role guys. But the role players, like, it's easy to see, oh, Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. Damian Lillard. It didn't take a genius to figure that out. But these role guys and how they fit, I just don't know that there's that many players like Joe in the league that can come in. There aren't. The reason that you would trade someone like Joe, and the reason that people like Joe, who are good role players, get traded, is because, well, there's probably lots of reasons, but one of the reasons is because you need to fulfill a role that they don't do. And so they help the team, but they help the team in a different way. You're probably not going to trade Joe for someone who handles the ball the way Joe does, runs the pick and roll the way Joe does, and hits a three-point shot the way Joe does. What you'd be more likely to trade him for is someone who maybe um, moves between the four and five spot, let's say. I mean, now they've signed Gay and Whiteside, so they've kind of... But let's go back 48 hours, and we didn't know those guys were going to land in Utah. So, they, hey, we need someone who can block shots and protect the rim. We need someone who can play those minutes when Rudy's sitting 10 to 15 minutes a night. And we need someone who the rest of the time can move out to the three-point line and shoot the ball. So you'd be trading Joe for a different kind of skill set. To think you're going to trade Joe like for like and get someone who's a lot like him, only a little bit better, seems really far-fetched. Seems like a huge reach. But they're not trading Joe. The other teams are approaching them about Joe. So because they're doing that, there's the potential that they'd be willing to give you more. And then do you do it? You're in a better position. I think when you're negotiating, when someone calls you. And that's the way I view it. I could be wrong. So I think that's the way uh, Kevin O'Connor said the game you play is, who do you like? You call someone and you say, hey, we need this skill set. I'd like this player. And then you say, who do you like on our roster? That way everyone can go with a straight face back to the guys and say, hey, I'm not trying to trade you. They asked about you. You know, if the rumors leak and the guy comes to you and says, wow, what are you doing? Yeah, At this point, it's been going business. on. Get over that. Exactly. At this point, it's been going on so long. When we asked Joe about the extension, and he's now going into that year, the extension year they added on. This isn't part of the original $50 million deal he signed, but then they, they tacked on one more year at $14 million. And we were talking about it, and I can't remember the question or conversation how it set it up, but I distinctly remember Joe saying, yeah, I'd like to retire here, but it's a business. We know how that works. <laughs> you know, it's like they know, they all know. I, I don't even think that's a question. I'm not worried about their feelings getting hurt. The first and the fifteenth, I sued their feelings. Yeah, uh, look at that check. Look yeah. at that comma. Look yeah. at those zeros. Yeah. So that that's not an issue. That's a non-starter. If you're going to be offended by that, then you're weak-minded. I mean, I can just say, well, you should be. Somebody wants you. Be glad for that. So I'm I'm not worried about that. But this Moses Moody kid, if they were going to include him, yeah, 19 years old, uh, something I think you have to look at. Uh, he's about 6'5", that slashing wing, averaged 17 points, six boards for Arkansas. 80% from the free throw line. You're starting to drool, I can feel it. Just a young pup. Obviously, 19 years old. I mean, just as young as, pretty much as young as you can literally be. Yeah. Is there something there? Because if I'm the Jazz and the Warriors want Ingles, because Warriors are in win-now mode. Absolutely. Uh, 
he's at the top of the list of the guys that I would want. He worked out for the Warriors on July 15th and then went to dinner with various members of the front office. He's broke bread with them. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting mushy now. Moses breaking bread. (laughs) You see the fit where we're going? You're trying. I get it. You're trying to put (laughs) put it in the language of the people in our community. (laughs) Yeah, Moses broke bread. And so here, if you know, I would be considering trading for him. I'd take him up to Park City because then bring him down. Bring him down from the mountaintop. Yeah. 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 Stein Erickson Lodge, huh? <laughs> I've never been there. That's that's way out of my league. Are you kidding me? If I go to Park City and eat, it's at the bottom of Main Street. <laughs> Main Street Pizza Noodle. Hello. Oh, it's way down on the bottom. I don't get that high up. I mean, I'm I'm paycheck to paycheck guy. You're gonna have to put Mrs. K in one of those sweet cocktail dresses. Take her up there for a birthday. Have you been to Stein Erickson? For dinner, yeah, not to stay. Of course you have. Not to stay. Of course you have. For our anniversary. Of course you have. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. You can afford it. Mm. You could do. I've never been there. (laughs) You could afford it. I could not. If you chose to go. Oh, yeah, and then didn't want to eat for the next two two weeks. (laughs) Oh, come on. Paycheck is why I live in Utah. (laughs) We run in different brackets. We all know that. You're the guy. I'm just along for the ride. You saved the school six hundred grand. Six hundred thousand. Wow. Might be what you saved them six hundred thousand. Oh my gosh! You're like, well, uh, next. Wow. Where's the next question on this sheet? Yeah, lost See? my place. <laughs> I haven't even ever found my place, and you've lost your place multiple times. And my place clearly isn't Stein Erickson Lodge. I mean, that's right where you went to. I had no frame of reference to go there. I wouldn't even know. Now I know. Now I know. You're going there. You need to go there. <laughs> maybe for a second job. A little extra cash, maybe. They're probably hiring every place else. A second is. job. You just told us yesterday. You get a dollar a page view. That was my third job. I lost my second job in March, and I still haven't gotten over it. Well, that'd be your fourth job, because you no. quit your first job. This is your second job. That was your third job. What are you job. talking about? The Trib. <laughs> the Watchdog. Well, that would have been the, that's the fifth newspaper I quit. So, I mean, <laughs> I've worked for five newspapers in over a 23-year span. So, that wouldn't have been my first one. No. This is my first one. My second one, the one I held so dear to my heart and thought I was there forever. But I found out they got somebody else, I guess. He's nope. Called me up. I haven't gotten somebody well, else. you don't. That was the whole point. You don't <laughs> not have the whole point. You don't have dead people. air. You got somebody's else or somebody else's. It's more stuff than people. Okay. All right. Enough of your feelings. I, that, that's what Channel Two told me. You're exactly right. Rampant speculation <laughs> as the Warriors wanted to trade for Joe Ingles. How could we live without Joe on our team? We need Joe. Jason says, well, we could do it, but only if he does the Joe, Joe Ingles show every week. <laughs> the Warriors' Joe Ingles. I wouldn't put it past him. Join us, uh, joins us now. Because wherever he goes this late in the game, he's not going to make that connection. It can't be the same. Too much time invested here. And there's not enough time. Right. He's going to be 34 years old before the start of the season. Although, unbelievably to him... He made the connection to us anyway, his rookie season. He came on his rookie season about close to midway through somewhere. I think it might have been a tad earlier if I remember. I don't remember specifically. But they had that dinner down on the floor uh, with the players. And then you auction stuff. What do they call it? One of the charity functions. Leaping leaners yeah. and low tops. Yeah, and so at that point, I had been around him a little bit. Yeah, but that particular night, I ended up sitting right next to him at the table. I had several tables. It was fate. <laughs> it was. It was. It was meant to freaking be. A lot of you people believe in that. A lot of people. You don't even have to be a particular sect to believe it. That was a good you people right there. You people. Well, I meant religious people in general. 
I mean, that, I mean, even beyond that, you don't even have to be religious. A lot of people believe in fate and be like, there's a plan. We're God's plan. You hear so many athletes, you know, it's part of God's plan. God is good. Yeah. I mean, when you sign a, a, a multi-million dollar, yeah. And he's a heck of a God then. Uh, so he ends up sitting at my table that night. There was 20 tables down on the floor of the, of the arena. And he ends up sitting right to my left. There was a 5% chance, and it happened. And he is, I think he's engaged at that time, but... But she's in Australia playing netball. Yeah, she's playing the netball thing. She's doing that. So he's sitting here in yeah. Utah. He's got nothing going on. Right. He's going home to a Yeah, a it's, a, it's obviously an off night. <laughs> yeah. They're not playing that night. And so he's just sitting there. And he's an engaging dude. And I'd already had conversations with him leading up to that point. And that night was like two hours. And my wife was there, too. And he likes to engage people. We already know that. And, you know, we're not talking. And I'm not there to talk to him about the team. So I'm not hitting him up. Give me the dirt. Yeah, we're not. I'm just asking him about stuff. Like, how did you know... When you came to Utah, you'd literally never been here. How'd you know where to go to find a place? If you've never been to some place, and no, and you're a foreign guy, no less, although you do speak the language, I but, asked him, I said, how did you, when you first got here, you know, I'm sure you stayed in a hotel, but when they signed you, you're not going to do Majerus to stay someone, in a hotel. Someone with the team, give him a heads he up. He said they gave him about six places to check out. They set it up for him. And then he went and checked out all the places. And they had already had it established. Uh, here's, here's some places. Yeah, I, hadn't, I didn't know about that. Yeah. I was, that was just, we were having talk. We were ca- talking as we were sitting there preparing, waiting for the meal, and then having the meal. And we're just engaging as two people would. And at that, at that point... Because you're always got the show on the mind and looking for topics and whatnot. It, it's, it's like virtually nonstop. Something pops into your head. And I write it down now so I don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be something good to hit. Yeah, but there's an NBA player and yeah. you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this guy's I, a talker. I kind of already thought it, Yeah, but that clinched it. Yeah. At that point, I was in love. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> Turns just left. Well, I mean, radio love. the bad news. Radio love. I'm in radio love over here on my right. Yeah. No, no, she knew. It was to my left. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he was literally sitting to my <laughs> left. She to was left. Sit- and I was between them. She was to my right. Joe was sitting to my left. And that, at that point, man. So he did it. He wasn't even done with his rookie season. And he wasn't playing a whole lot. And the team obviously wasn't very good. Uh, you know, they were on their way, but they weren't They weren't there at yet. that point. Yeah, it was just amazing they to see. They hadn't gone all in for the vets at that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, I think they were two years away, right? Uh, from uh, their first playoff push in which they uh, they beat the Clippers in that in that game. I remember the start of that season with uh, Quinn Snyder. I had a chance to be alone with him. Well, we're going to give you something to talk about either way, huh? Hmm. <laughs> he just kind of smiled. And I didn't I, – it took me a second and I, yeah, coach, you're right. Because <laughs> if you're good as expected, yeah, that's something. But if you underachieve, that's something too. Yeah, and he, and he you know, you know, that little smile that Snyder has, uh, we know it. And and he said that. But I don't know that Joe can make that connection really to the level of any team. But if I'm the Warriors, I absolutely want him. Tyler says Clay Thompson for Joe. Oh, that I can do that. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying, that to find somebody who can impact the Jazz, you actually need a player better than Joe. Because I don't know that you're going to get a player as multifaceted as Joe. Right. But if you had a player with a different skill set. But it's got to be better, not just different. It's got to be better. He's got to basically be a star on whatever that skill set is. So if you back it up and say, let, let's say Conley doesn't sign. Now, he, now he's going to, so this doesn't matter anymore. But the kind of thing you would do if you were moving someone like Joe is, okay, Conley doesn't sign, now you need a point guard, so you trade Joe to go get that guy, and then you go get someone on the free agent market who, even though he's not going to be 100% of Joe, can he at least do some of the stuff Joe does? You know, Maybe he won't be the ball handler, but he'll be a good three-point shooter. I don't know that you can accomplish that and make your team better. 
Unless, but now one, that they, unless one of those two guys was a star. But is every time they the, every time we hear another name that's coming to Utah, it eliminates one of those scenarios. Well, now they don't need to go get that guard because they signed Conley. Now they don't need to go get that shot blocker because they, they got white side. Teams would call them. Yes, they don't need so then, it. No, you're right. So now that those scenarios are gone, now it's your scenario. Well, what if someone just makes an offer and blows you away? Oh, because they well. offer you somebody. Who I'll make an uh, offer he can't refuse. <laughs> okay. okay, but in that scenario, they'd be offering you some 12th guy at you the end of the You put your signature on this piece of paper, I'm going to blow your brains out. Yeah, Something's going to be on this paper. <laughs> your signature or your brains. And that's how you end up trading someone for the, uh, you know, someone on a two-way contract. It's got to be so much more. Uh, the only way I would consider it now is if this other team included a star. Or this intriguing prospect, Moses Moody. But even that, I don't know that I would do that. That comes down to they have so many people researching so many guys, and they know so much more. Plus, they have access. We have questions about some injury somebody had, but they have doctors, and they've seen the reports. And they met with people one-on-one, and... They've evaluated people, you know, the mentality they bring to the team and all that, and we don't get that information. Well, Clay Thompson's going to be fine, because it was one week ago today I saw him riding the bike. Keep hitting that. (laughs) (laughs) DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280, The Zone, college football, Darnell Dixon, BYU football columnist for the Daily Herald. The Cougars trying to back up that 11-1 season, but trying to do it without a bunch of guys they sent to the NFL. We'll talk with Darnell coming up at 8 o'clock right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Win, win, win. It's a win ticket Wednesday on the Zone Sports Network. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Win. Listen all day for the win ticket Wednesday sounder for your chance to win tickets. What? Who authorized that? To all the biggest concerts, games, and other great events here in the state of Utah. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Woo! On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Top 1660 is back in the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as we keep counting you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness here on the Zone Sports Network. We'll talk college football with Darnell Dixon, BYU football columnist for the Daily Herald in our next segment. That's about 10 minutes away. Question of the morning. Joe Ingles. Rampant speculation as the Warriors wanting to trade for Joe. How could we live without Joe on our team? I can't. Nor will I. (laughs) I'll go on a hunger strike. Patty will do it. There's a lot of, Jeff, we couldn't. Don't do it. But Patty says, I'd do it in a heartbeat for Pascal Moses and salary reduction. Patty? It's not my sister, is it? Patty McShane. No. Well, she's already invested in the uh, players that they could acquire. Yep. Greg, just fine. He'll be missed, but I think we've seen his peak. Okay, but why can't he continue his peak? Is his peak over? Have we seen it and now he's on the downslide? Ah, so is there? Is it a plateau at the peak? Is he on a mesa? Or is it a jagged peak? You're up, and then you're down. How would it have gone at the end of last season with Donovan Mitchell Hurt and Mike Conley Hurt if they hadn't had Joe to run the show? That's part of the problem, is that they didn't have those guys, and obviously uh, missed Conley in the postseason, too. Uh, But yeah, your point well taken. He came in there and was very, very good for them. I mean, sure, uh, it just stands to reason at 33 turning 34, you probably had your peak, but how long can you sustain your peak or still be effective at your peak? I mean, well, Stockton was nowhere near his peak when they went to the finals. But they got to the finals. Yeah. So in fact, his really peak good. could have been 10 years earlier, literally 10 <laughs> yeah, right. years earlier. When you look at the stats yeah. and the playoff results, yeah, and they were losing to the champ in, game, in seven games. And he was putting up 20-20 games. Yeah, he was electric. 
So that was his peak. And compared to his peak, he was down. I don't want to say he was half the player because he still was very effective, but he was not clearly not as his peak because he was absolutely brilliant at his peak. And age takes its toll. Steve says, love me some Jingle and Joe, but the Jazz are stockpiling old, slow white guys who can't play defense, so a better defender would be welcomed. What are they stockpiling old, slow white guys? Uh, Ursan Ilyasova? He's half he, a season, he's the, and then he's gone, right? Yeah. So, Joe uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. And that's, and that's the end of the list. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What they're doing is a la the Lakers. Lakers have gotten way old. And the Jazz, they've basically had three off-season acquisitions. One they retained, and two they added. Am I missing anybody? Keep and, it Conley. And, and then obviously their draft pick. Right. And we'll see what he does. Yeah. Uh, as far as that goes, the Butler fellow. Uh, we'll be able to figure that out over time, but who knows on that? Uh, a second round pick, uh, no less. So huge question mark. Even if they're, they he was their guy, he's there still. He still lasts until the second round. Doesn't mean he can't come in and, and flourish in the NBA. I don't put ceilings on anybody. Let them put them on themselves. There's no need for anybody else to put them on them. See what they can do. I mean, I can't judge a man's uh, heart and what he's able to do in the gym when no one's watching or in the weight room. At, yeah, in the, in the wee hours of the morning, on and on and on. So I have no idea on that. So let's see what he does. But they, as far as next season, they've gotten way older. And it looks like right now their team is set. So it begs the question, how comfortable are you now that at least by appearance's sake, and maybe not, I could be wrong, that their roster appears to be set because we didn't even talk about Niang signing with Philadelphia. He's out, He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Two years, six million dollars. Yeah. I mean, right now, I think he left this morning, so he should be just about hitting Evanston in the minivan. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good, uh, good yeah. call. Right. Driving back. Into the rising sun. I mean, I don't have don't, any don't idea. Don't stop in Laramie, does George. He, just, just keep going. Does he have any uh, wife, and, wife and kids? Do it in Cheyenne. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just, it's just another 45 miles or so. Just, when you, oh my, you get up there like about 20,000 feet, too. They have a sign way up there. 7220. Like Kurt Gowdy uh, State Park. Oh, nice. Kurt that Gowdy. That you drive between uh, Laramie and Cheyenne. Yeah. But you don't really go into Cheyenne off I-80. It's back a little bit. Whereas Laramie, it cuts right through. So uh, George is gone. So they've got, I assume George replaces, uh, or Rudy Gay replaces Yang, and Whiteside replaces Favors. I mean, that's obvious, That's how it looks, right. That's how it looks. And the rest of the cast is the same, Right. Josh would be happy about that because he says we cannot live without Joe. He is a lifer. Personally, I would cry. I would cry long and hard. <laughs> Plus, I got a new Ingalls jersey, and I'd be a tad angry. Oh, yeah. Like all those people had the Hayward jerseys, just covered up the zero for Joe, too. That was that was funny. Put that some was, duct tape over it, write yeah. Ingalls on it. They did that in the summer league yep. That the year that, uh, what are we going back, five years now, whatever it was. Uh, then they showed up with that, and I, and I think that I think that might have been the year that they were renovating the building. So we're up at the Huntsman Center, and I remember doing the show with Gordon out on the uh, the half circle there in the Huntsman mm-hmm. Center, and seeing people walking in with the, <laughs> with the zero blanked and just have the two, and then in tape where it's would say <laughs> so hey, hey where they had said angles, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty funny, but yeah, it would it would be a blow, and that's. Uh, and I get it. I get it, man. I get it from the fan perspective. You get so attached to these guys, especially him who's put himself out there. He's put himself out there literally like un, unlike any jazz player in the history of the organization. Nobody, nobody has done a weekly show for seven freaking seasons, and he's missed no more than five times 
throughout. And plus, two, these last couple years, because of the pandemic, he's been... I don't want to say forced, but he's lived here year-round, so he's come on multiple times, many times over, when it wasn't even really in the season. So anything that he missed, he's actually made up for more than he missed. You follow me? I do. <laughs> we got, what you're saying is we got off-season bonus appearances. That offset the, the few times he's schedule. missed. Right. So he's actually just, done more than he's required. I think the the value as a as a kid who grew up a huge fan but got to go to games very occasionally if ever. Fan of what? Sports. The the local teams. The the Chargers, the Padres, oh, okay. and the Aztecs. Okay, I got you. I got you. You know, not someone who, you know, got to go to games all the time. Uh-huh. Okay. Five college football games, ten MLB games, and a big year one NFL game. But probably more years with zero than one. All right. So your fandom plays out at multiple levels. And I knew our family didn't put a lot of money in the team's pockets. I mean, we did watch games that were NFL games that were on TV. You the did, baseball but not games, directly. Right, and the baseball games weren't on TV. But we are huge fans, reading every story in the paper. There wasn't sports talk radio then. There wasn't any web then, you know? And so for Joe to come on and do those appearances for people who are hardcore fans but who can't come to a bunch of games and who maybe have cut the cord and don't even get to watch them. Maybe they listen to Locke. And follow it on social media. And so that 10 or 15 minutes that they get from Joe once a week for their fandom, it's super important. And you were just talking yesterday about, you know, the, the people who take a hit when everything melts down financially. The players are getting the contracts, but NBA teams had to lay people off. Buller was telling me how many sideline reporters lost jobs. And you were talking about, you know, how many ushers don't get to come and work that second gig. That's really important money. To them and their family. Amen. And there's no events and they don't get to do it. And so, but a lot of people in that situation are hardcore fans. And for Joe, I mean, he does get something for coming on the show, but he's already got his $50 million contract. So that's not why he's doing it. There has to be some recognition of his time and he gets a little check, but they got a $50 million deal. And so he's connecting with all those people. And for that not to happen, that would suck. Like, that is people driving to work or listening later because it's all on demand at 1280thezone.com. This is 10 or 15 minutes. It makes him happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, sports is entertainment. I mean, he's entertaining. Big time. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK. So, we get why you're sentimentally attached, and at the same time, he's turning 34, and it looks like there'll be another year, but it can't go on forever, so you got to soak it up while it does. Darnell Dixon, BYU football columnist for the Daily Herald. Who are the new Cougars who are going to keep things rolling? And at what level can they keep it rolling? We'll talk with Darnell next. Stay with us.